Welcome back to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Soderwala, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Carl Ames. Carl, how's it going? I'm doing good, and good evening to you. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm good. I uh, I am uh, been reading mostly comic books. As I told you, I signed up for Marvel Unlimited, um, so I've been just uh, going through that stuff, and... Uh, I'm I'm finally fully healthy. Like I don't have even a little bit of a cough or anything. Uh, all of that is gone, and I've been working from home, so I've I've been avoiding large crowds for the most part. So um, unnecessary, unnecessarily going. I'm not going anywhere unnecessarily. I should say, like I'm not, I'm not like terrified of going anywhere. I'm just I'm just avoiding uh, doing that. How about you? What's uh, new with you? Um, just not a whole lot. I've been not doing much, but working on, you know, some more figure stuff and, uh, just getting ready for, I played a little bit of video games. I've been playing Persona 5 Strikers. Here it is. I've been playing, playing a little bit of Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, nice. but, um, other than that, just kind of relaxing and taking one day at a time. Nice, nice. I was, you know, it was funny you talk about video games. I, you know, I don't play video games at all, but um, I was thinking about buying. I can't remember if it was Xbox or it was PlayStation, but like people have talked about the Spider Man game so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you I gotta do wanna, it. You gotta do it. <laughs> just, just for that game, it'd be like the most like unreasonable purchase. Like, this is dropping the, like, like, like that's not real, honestly. Dollars. It's honestly well, for not. me, it would be because that that'd be like the only thing I'd probably play, and then I would never use the system. But again. there's another Spider-Man game coming out, and there's a there's say people that make that Spider-Man game are making a Wolverine game. Oh, okay. That I guess Spider-Man, I guess, yeah, there you go. I guess and I there's guess, Batman I, games too. Yeah, I'm mostly you know what I and mostly what I like about those games is I like the um like the storylines. Like that's yeah. the most of what I like about these. I don't really care about. It. Like I probably would play it on like super easy mode, and just so I can get to the storyline. That's the only thing I care about. Like I don't care about a a challenge. No shame or, in that game. No shame yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, that's what interests me. Just especially with the you know the comics side. That's what I used to do when I had when I had um 
like even the Xbox. I had the Xbox One and I had a bunch of like comic book games and stuff like that where I should just kind of go through the storyline because it was pretty cool. Um, another thing I did want to ask you just randomly is something I thought of. I was this is something I watch off off and on on Disney Plus. Like we have we've talked about like the X ninety seven X Men or the nineties X Men ninety Spider Man. Did you ever get into X Men Evolution? I watched it for the first time last year. I uh, did not what? watch it when I was a kid, but I did watch it on Disney Plus last year for the first time. Did you like it? I spent almost my entire life hating on that show, thinking it was a piece of garbage, and never that's why I never watched it. And I decided to give it a chance and surprisingly liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And yeah. I, I, I would say it's actually a pretty good show, especially yeah. it, the, the ending. Yeah, I like the way it ended. Right. So I, I always liked the show, but I thought I was a very minority in that. Like, kind of like I thought, like, for the most part, a lot of people hated it because it was, like, hmm. so different than, um, like, what the X-Men's are even in the comics. Like, in a, in a sense of, yeah. uh, like, the characters in there, how they're found and all that kind of thing. But I mean, there's there's some similarities in there, like they show Rogue and Nightcrawler being brother and sister uh, through Mystique, and then obviously Scott and Jean are together, but they're like children; they're not adults. Um, obviously, Wolverine is an adult, and that, and so forth. But I was interested in that because, like, I was looking, I was you know, I was just doing random research online, and I was like, oh, apparently it's like a cult. Yeah, like, it's actually favorite. a pretty pretty good cult following, and I um. That's one of the reasons why I never completely dismissed it because I know like a lot of people liked it. I just never gave it a shot, especially like I said as a kid, because it wasn't the original, you know, the 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 animated series. I wanted right, more of that. Right. So when the evolution came, because it was like a year apart from the cancellation of the original series to evolution. So I was just basically bitter about it and I never went in and watched it. But uh I like uh, as a huge Jean Grey Phoenix fan, I think that version of her character on Evolution is the best depiction of her outside of comics, including the movies. Like right. X Men Evolution is the best depiction of Jean Grey, and you know that's even better than the animated series. Um, because as much as I love the animated series, Jean Grey and a lot of great dialogue uh, one-liners from Phoenix and the Phoenix Saga on there. And stuff. Um, she was. She really didn't do anything on that series outside of the Phoenix Saga. She was a background character. Uh, she was a terrible support character. She didn't do much. She didn't appear much. But in Evolution, she was an important character, and she had a lot of growth. So I, I was super into that. Yeah, like I said, that uh, the storylines were really good. They were like well built that they didn't have like a lot of continuity they didn't have like continuity errors they would right yeah that too right <laughs> right they they would there was a good show like i was i was and like i watch it i often rewatch it like just because i really like enjoy it and it also brings back like that early 2000 nostalgia because that show has like a lot of early 2000 like vibes yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah um yeah i was i was just curious at, like what your thoughts are like i i like like i said i was just randomly looking one day online about the show just because i wanted to see if people had thoughts on it and i was like oh wow this is actually really popular apparently it's not this it's not like 
it was just me liking it like as as one of the few people that liked something um i thought for the most part it was hated by people but apparently not so oh yeah wolverine um, and the x-men is another one if you haven't yeah, checked that that's out a, yep that's actually uh, and i'm so mad they didn't do a season two for that that, was, that is because of specifically that's when marvel bought disney like when season one ended and there was like in between seasons is when marvel bought disney so that's when disney said okay we're gonna do everything and because everything was done outside of of marvel at that time so disney was like okay we're doing everything in-house so they asked wolverine the x-men spectacular spider-man avengers earth mightiest heroes and whatever else was going on animation side they just killed it all and then started all over so, because right. again, Spectacular Spider Man is a really good series as well. Mm-hmm. And Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes is also great. I just watched um, that again last year as well, just because it, it felt, feels weird because it, it had two seasons and it ended with this like completely open ended, like not even like a series finale or a season finale type of episode. It was just like another episode and then it was over with. And I'm like, oh, okay. Avengers Earth Mighty uh, Hero has one of my favorite intros, the song. I, I love that song. You can like jam out to that song. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I like, I like Spectacular like Spider Man's song. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. It's those shows were really good, man. I don't, I don't want to keep dwelling on this because we're going to keep talking. And, uh, we're <laughs> getting we're sad. Gonna change, we're sad, and then we're going to change the topic of our, our show today. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that, our show. So we're going to be talking about Moon Knight, the new trailer dropped. Um, the Oscar Isaac led Moon Knight show, and obviously that's going to be on Disney Plus. And then we're going to give our thoughts finally on Hawkeye. Um, but there is a trailer, obviously, for Moon Knight. So what we'll do is we will play the trailer first, just in case if anyone has not seen it yet. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I have a sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I'm losing it. We'll catch you on. You're bloody useless. Stevie. Steven. Uh, I can't tell the difference between my eyes and dreams. dreams. Thank you. Lost the contact lens. Hope you find it. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my god, you're alive. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? It must be very difficult. The voice in your head. Shut up! There's chaos in you. Embrace the chaos. 
So that's the trailer, and it looks really badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I really it got me hyped. Obviously, Oscar Isaac is a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they got him to do it, and uh, before we start recording, we're talking about it. this. Looks like it's gonna be. Uh, pretty like dark. I mean, as dark as they can take it on Disney Plus, because obviously they want to keep it below a rated R or above or below. How you would PG thirteen? Yeah, they want to keep it PG thirteen at the most. So, but still, it, I mean, the tone of this show is pretty dark, and I'm sure it's still going to be some um, scenes in it that could be like, um, you know, cautiously watch. You know, if have children might get scared. Um, but yeah, it, it looks really good. Uh, mine, those are my initial thoughts on the trailer itself. What are your thoughts? Yeah, same here. Is uh, I I want to know how uh, how much they're gonna push like that line, like get to that line of PG thirteen, the rated R with the violence, because Moon Knight is a very violent character. Um, but if this is a Disney Plus show. This is a MCU. Uh, continuity type of uh, thing going on here. So it's not going to be like Deadpool. It's not going to be like uh, Netflix, Daredevil or The Punisher. Um, So I want to know, because this would be a preview of that type of show. Like we're going to get Daredevil on Netflix, you know, at some point, or excuse me, on Disney Plus at some point. So this could be what that would look like uh in the future so i'm pretty uh, excited and this is coming at the end of march so we don't have to wait terribly long although we are in a little bit of a drought uh with uh comic book right. content on on disney plus and even on uh the dc side we have uh what you call it uh peacemaker uh, but other than that there's not much else going on until march so uh I, i'm i'm pretty excited i'm glad it's it's something on the way and then you know, we got a whole new year of what's phase four stuff uh, coming up. But uh, as, as far as Mark Spector, Moon Knight goes, I think he's a pretty overlooked character. Uh, he has like a pretty good fan following, but is still relatively small. So this would be a really uh, a good opportunity to get his name and his face, get Moon Knight out there and, uh, and, and gain some new fans. Right, right, right. Um, I just want to list some of his powers here so people understand what he is, and then we'll get into um, like some of the stills and stuff that we noticed. And we want you know, to real explain. quick, um, Selene, I just want to uh, address one of the comments in the uh, chat. Oh, okay. um, we have uh, King Pookie Nation asks about our thoughts on uh, Book of Boba Fett, which I have not watched, and I'm not sure, Selene, have you watched? any of it i have i have not watched it yet i will uh i will watch it at uh, at some point soon um i'm gonna try to I- i'm gonna start watching peacemaker as well <coughs> excuse me and then i'm gonna go through uh book of boba fett as well and um i you know i i i never finished uh, mandalorian so i don't know how much how important that is to book of boba no fett idea. Um, I, you know, I like star Wars, but I never got like, I, I, I watched the movies, but I never got into like the other stuff because I know star Wars kind of the, the popularity of it, like with comic books and other storylines and things like that. I never really picked, got that deep into it. I have a friend that really, uh, my friend Colin, uh, 
he is huge on that on Star Wars, so he really gets into all of that stuff. Uh, maybe maybe if we talk about it, we'll, we'll bring him on because he'll be a good wealth of knowledge on, on that show. But yeah, book book of Boba Fett, I will I will uh, check out, and uh, I'm sure we will talk about that at some point. Um, yeah, in the show. But yeah, yeah I'm not so much of a so, I'm sorry, I'm not much of a Star Wars person, so I'm not. Right. Uh, I haven't watched it. I don't have any plans of watching that. I've never. I haven't even watched the Mandalorian at all. Um, uh, my Star Wars knowledge is Episode One through, I guess, the Last Jedi. I watched that in theaters, and that was enough for me to say, "Okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. uh, I don't want to pretend." Um, heck, I only watched Episodes One through Six a month before. Um, uh, what's the uh, the the Force Awakens comes out? Uh, mm-hmm. Came out. So I watched those because I bought the Blu-ray set of all six movies and watched them before Force Awakens. And that's about it. I like a Force Awakens, but right. other than that, um, I am not a Star Wars person. Uh, so anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Right. Um, so, yeah. So getting into Moon Knight, this is power. So uh, again, before we were recording, we were talking about how I read the... Um, one of the comic books that he first appears in and which we'll talk about later in the, in the show or a little bit later here. Uh, And I guess he was, you were saying he like, he he was, you were telling me he was only introduced as a character that wasn't supposed to really be back, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And the, and you know, they described his like in the comic book, what he does. Like, so formerly his powers were like increased strength, speed, endurance depending on the lunar cycle um and then currently like i guess his powers are um i don't know if they're addition to this because i haven't read a lot of moon knight like, like i said but they're expert detective uh proficient in martial arts and armed combat and then utilizes high-tech equipment um so i mean that's pretty much batman but uh i digress uh <laughs> but uh yeah he has uh and obviously he has uh other things with him that makes him different than batman just because he has some stuff going on uh that we will talk about here but yeah those are his powers uh as far as uh that's concerned yeah so i mean his powers like you uh you did mention they are fueled by the phases of the moon so he's at his most powerful when there's a full moon and then he's at his weakest when the moon is completely blocked or maybe like an eclipse or something like that. Um, but for the most part, he can go from being just at an Olympic level athlete, uh, still an average person, can't really um, do a whole lot of, you know, physical things, but still better than your average person. Then at a right. full moon, he could probably, you know, lift a car over his head and he's really fast. He's got a regenerative healing factor um, and so on. And that's, you know, basically where the werewolf by night part is uh, coming, uh, coming into play because of the full moon. But we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, Sir Mav, I'm Sir Mav in chat. I'm new to Star Wars. Where do I start? Don't know where to tell you. Sorry, buddy. Um, I would guess maybe just the movies. Like start with <laughs> like episode um three, four, and five, and then go to one, two, and three, the prequels. Or no, what are they? It would be four, five, and six. Yeah, it'd be four, so five, four, and five, six. and six. Yes, mm-hmm. four, five, and six are the first original ones, and then 
uh, one, two, and three, they released like in the early 2000s or something Never, like that yeah. with uh, Hayden Christensen. And then they have newer ones that came out, uh, last two movies. Um, well, they also had uh, they also had like th- not related to the Star Wars necessarily, but there was like Solo and yeah. um, that. I mean, I guess you can watch it, but I guess that's what Rogue I would one. say. Yeah, Rogue One. Those those weren't necessarily related to Star Wars itself. Those are kind of side off movies that um, that apparently people said they didn't like. I, I think I think people like so, Rogue One. I just yeah, Rogue One. Uh, Solo, I saw I, I saw yeah, Solo. People didn't like. I didn't see that one. I did. I won't say that I've seen Rogue One because I did go to the IMAX to go mm-hmm. watch it, and I like immediately fell asleep, and I woke up. Like within, <laughs> I woke up in the last thirty minutes. The last thirty minutes of Rogue One was awesome, but I don't remember a darn thing about anything before that. I fell asleep immediately. <laughs> yeah, so I would say I would say that I would say start with the movies, um, and then go from there. Like I said, they they have like seven or no eight total movies. Uh, so of just the Star Wars angle, not the other side stuff Mm -hmm. so i would recommend starting from there all right so uh let's get back into moon knight uh we were talking about uh so one thing about moon knight is that uh yes he gets a lot of batman comparisons um and i think that's on the surface that if you are just casual that is an easy way to explain what moon knight is or what type of character he is he is not i wouldn't call him marvel's batman um but yes they have similarities they do you know batman has the batarang and moon knight has uh crescents moon crescents and he throws those he he has a martial arts abilities they like punching people in the face a lot you know they jump off of building tops and and glide down they can't fly they don't you know batman doesn't have powers but moon knight does he gets his abilities from Kanchu, uh, which we'll get into? But uh, I think one of the most notable things is his personalities. So uh, Mo- Moon Knight has multiple personalities that uh, you will see manifest at any given point, uh, and that is not something that he necessarily can control. Sometimes he can, and that's it's one thing that I'm I, I want to see. I'm not an expert on Moon Knight, but I, I remember playing a game. Uh, where he was a playable character and some of the the way they use his abilities is that his power is manifested through um using like captain america's abilities and then spider-man's abilities and wolverine's abilities and sometimes you can control them and sometimes they would just change on their own and you just have to deal with it so I don't know if that's going to be how they uh, have this MCU Moon Knight be, uh, if that's the way the comics are. But his personalities do have names. So for the most part, there are four of them. You have Mark Spector. That is like your basic, you know, a guy. He is the Marine, the former Marine. He's a mercenary. Uh, and that is supposed to be maybe how his true identity that's kind of the whole point of this or why we're questioning everything. And even he questions it. He doesn't know if he's actually Mark Spector or is he Jake Lockley? Jake Lockley in the comics is a cab driver. He uses this personality because surprisingly enough, if you didn't know cab drivers, they hear a lot of weird things and people tell 
their cab drivers way too much information. Uh, I, as someone as a uh, ride chair (laughs) driver, have heard many conversations that I probably shouldn't have heard and people need to keep their business to themselves, but they just love talking to me, even though I don't ask them anything at all. And they just tell me their whole life story. So being a cab driver is a great way to keep your ear on the streets and find out what's going on and, and get confessions and things out of that, um, uh, people so he has this personality that has a cab driver then he has a, another personality Stephen grant that is a millionaire in the comic books but we see in this trailer doesn't necessarily mean that the Stephen grant's going to be a millionaire because he's like working at this museum uh so i don't know that maybe he is or he isn't or they're just changing that up but it is still a personality and then the moon knight persona as well is considered a separate personality so that's four and um, there is a more recent one in the comics, uh, Mr. Knight. That's one he's kind of, it's kind of like a, a separate personality of Moon Knight. He's just more, uh, he usually wears like a suit instead of the whole uh, the costume. Like he actually wears like a blazer and a tie and uh, like all white masks and things like that. But that is a newer personality. So there's still a lot to explore with that. Um, so, and, uh, although you have that first picture, you can go ahead and put that one up the, in the trailer, he states that he has a sleeping disorder. Like that's like the first words that he's saying, um, he has a sleeping disorder and you can't tell the difference between his waking life and dreams because all of every time he's switching from personality to personality, it feels like a dream because he, he can't really remember his actions as uh, one personality to another. So they just feel like dreams. So at least that's the way that they're explaining it for this MCU. And I actually really like this shot here because you can see, you know, Mark Spector or is it Jake Lockley or is it Stephen Grant? Either way, you still see three uh, people there and one of them's walking away and the other two are watching him. And this is like, these are the three personalities. One is walking away while the other two are watching him walk away and it's just a, a great way of reflecting uh, the three different personalities within him. And even like at the beginning of this trailer, they have him with the Rubik's Cube, which is just another way of uh, just visually hinting at his changing in personality as the Rubik's Cube changes colors and every time you just shift sides and things like that. So I really oh. uh, I like seeing that. Also, it could be kind of a hint at like a puzzle, like he's like a puzzle. He's trying to solve himself, um, like symbolism of that regards. Right, right. And I, I'm actually curious on um, why, uh, I mean, we'll see uh, why he tied himself to the bed or maybe someone else did. Because um, I can't quite like just go, oh, so this is it. This is why he did that. I have no idea. So yeah, maybe I wonder he, if- he's feeling it's going crazy or something like that. And he just didn't want to. Dude, I right. Know. I wonder. I wonder the portion of the tying the bed is probably like a dream, though, because like there's sand around. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, there's sand around. Uh, so maybe he's like dreaming about being in, because uh, he's obviously a ex marine, right? So mercenary, mm-hmm. and um, maybe he's had a dream. He's dreaming about being in, like you know, in the desert or something like that. Um, went at war. And then he kind of comes back into his regular life and he's getting in and out and that notices. I just noticed that there's sand there. It's like, that's odd. That's why there's sand around. 
are bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I just noticed that. Yeah, and another thing about his personalities, which I I don't I didn't do like a deep dive on this research, but I um I remember, and it could it could be misremembering, but I like I said I think he can't remember one personality's history or like events or things like that from another so much that uh, just like here in this shot, he's actually switching personalities. Uh, in the middle of the day, like in the middle of a, a very intense moment where he was brutally probably beating someone up and, and, and shooting them and stuff. And then all of a sudden he's like, why am I holding a gun? And there's a bunch of blood on me. I don't know what's happened. It's just like, what, what was going on here? So he's just switched personalities right in the middle of this intense scene. And I think I remember even seeing uh, or hearing that, there was like one of his personalities had a kid and um, like a child and he's sitting with his wife and then they're just all of a sudden switch personalities. And now he's wondering like, who is this kid and who is this woman? Why am I sitting here? Sort of thing. Like, I don't understand uh, because all of his, his, you know, his personalities are such a strong change that he just doesn't remember uh, or doesn't know even like the kids of his other personalities. It's like, who's the father? Not me. Like, what do you mean? Like you just, <laughs> you were just sitting here uh, that and that sort of thing. But um, I, I think that's real, one real big difference between him and, and Batman, because that's not something you get out of Batman. Right. All right, so let's go ahead and then um, so we've already kind of talked about it. So Moon Knight does get his powers from a god named Khonshu. Uh, and we do get to see Khonshu a little bit in the trailer. So it's just like a real quick flash of him. But um, that's the guy on the right here. This is skeleton uh, slash like bird skull sort of thing. And then, then the picture on the left is what Khonshu looks like in the comic books. Um yeah, and it just it's pretty I'm actually surprised that they're going for something so comic accurate uh for Khonshu. And uh one thing about Khonshu is uh yes, he is a the moon god, or he may not be the moon god, but sometimes he is. It's more of uh a, a thing that goes back and forth in the comics. He's considered like an elder god, one of the oldest gods in in, in the MCU, so like uh well, off the top of your head, what are some elder gods, Salim? I can't think of them other than like uh did you say Ra? Ra is the sun is god got sun god, right? Well uh, I haven't talked about him yet. An no. Anubis. Anubis, uh well, I guess the I forget what well, he is. Oh the underworld, right? Or something? No, I mm, no, I or I, death I, I, or death. Or death or something like that. I don't know if those are elder gods because I'm thinking because there's a sky fathers. I think Anubis is a sky father, like uh oh, Zeus okay. and Odin. And then elder gods are a little bit older. So I believe like uh Cthone would be oh, an elder okay. god. And um because Cthone is like the, the god of chaos, so that's like Scarlet Witch stuff. Okay. And then um 
maybe Shumograph. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I know we just talked about him last week, too. I think okay. he might be an Elder I, God or something I don't like that. I don't remember my ancient his, history, uh, ancient Egypt, Egyptian history. You kind of put me on the spot there. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. I think I took one course in, in college, and that was like a long time ago. And I, I think I... I uh, I did okay. I did. I mean, I got an A in it, but like it, it was. Oh yeah, it yeah. was. It was cramming. It was cramming. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of mm-hmm. just cramming a lot, a bunch of stuff that I definitely would not remember. Like you know, when you just kind of cram a bunch of stuff to remember, and then you forget the next day type of thing. Yeah. It's like you're not you're not really studying for like the long long term memory. There's some things you remember, but like for the most part, you forget everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's a uh, he is supposed to be an elder god, but sometimes they do skirt the line of whether or not he is or isn't. And uh, also, one thing about Moon Knight is that he gets all of his like his orders and his directives from Kanshu. Sometimes I should say, uh, his personalities are so much so that he actually sometimes rem- like uh, imagines conversations with. Uh, Kanchu and getting directions from Kanchu that don't actually happen. So he'll he'll like think he's being directed by Kanchu and he never actually talked to them. And also um, is also a debate because again it's another thing they've played around with in the comic books of his personalities which I will go into a little bit more in a second here. Uh, actually no wait, no, let's just read this whole thing. So there's this, uh, this write up I'm reading directly off of like the the Marvel fandom wiki, which is relatively reliable um, about his personality. So I'm just going to read straight off of here. And this will give you a better idea of what, how complex his personalities are. Uh, It says Moon Knight can be best characterized by his relationship with Khonshu and whether or not that is derived from his own mental illness or from actual divine inspiration. When Mark Spector first awakened at the foot of Kanshu's statue, it was ambiguous whether his survival was truly Kanshu's doing or if Spector merely attributed it to the moon god. Later stories introduced Kanshu as an undeniably real god, employing Moon Knight as his agent. Subsequent takes on Moon Knight would attempt to walk back the revelation that Kanshu was real, once again questioning whether the drive to be the moon knight of vengeance was all in specter's head presently it seems as if mark specter is both mentally ill and an agent of higher power Kanshu does exist and has chosen mark as his avatar but mark's mental illness sometimes causes him to experience conversations with a Kanshu that is only in his mind not with the actual god there's also discrepancies over whether Mark Spector was already schizophrenic or disassociative from an early age, making him a convenient host for Kanchu, or if Kanchu imposed this mental condition on Mark. Kanchu is a god of multiple facets, and Mark Spector has taken on multiple identities in the past in order to properly represent all aspects, all aspects of his god. It, this includes his original alter ego of Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, and Moon Knight, and representations of Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider-Man communicating with him, or his recent set of identities and attire like Mr. Knight. Unlike most superheroes, Moon Knight is willing to brutally hurt and maim his opponents, and sometimes has even killed his enemies, as seen by his ripping of the face of Raoul Bushman or carving crescents in his victims' foreheads. <laughs> 
So there you go. Um, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh yeah, he's definitely a hardcore character and I guess that all that also kind of separates him from Batman because Batman doesn't necessarily cross that line. He won't I mean he'll he'll beat up people, but he won't kill them. And definitely won't carve uh well well didn't didn't uh <laughs> didn't um in Batman v Superman, didn't that Batman he uh branded his people? The, oh the yeah, criminals. that's true. That, yeah, that was like a fu- a future. That's correct. Yeah, that was a future Batman. That is a Snyder verse yeah. Batman, right? Well, yeah, and well, so in Batman Returns, a comic book, he um he's kind of old. He's like old man, and he's kind of just like enough of this shit, and <laughs> he he goes a little extreme. He he uh he that's the one where he nukes uh uh Superman with uh kryptonite and. Mm-hmm. And beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that fun back when that came before that came out, and people who just didn't read comic books actually thought that Superman was going to win that fight. Yeah, like, it's funny. Like, I mean, people like I, I like it's funny. You know, there's like a whole so you have your Batman fandom people, and then you have your Superman fandom people. Um, and you know they all like you know they hate Batman because Batman's arrogant and Batman's a you know recluse. He's kind of like you know does his own thing. And then there's the people that Batman who hate Superman. Um, and then you know they always say you know and really he wouldn't win. He wouldn't beat Superman. It's like well you know what he probably would just simply because Batman is psychotic and all Batman does is does research and. He's like has all the time in the world. He's super rich, so all he does is like looks into things, and he would discover all the different things. He already knows who Superman is for real life, and you know his his secret identity. He he's found that out, <laughs> and mm-hmm. all these different things. So he knows every little weakness about him, and that's how he would beat him. <laughs> so like Superman, like Batman, obviously, then he, you know he wouldn't necessarily fight him just as Batman, you know. But yeah. Anyways, we're 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 getting off topic again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we got the uh, the next uh, picture here. We have what may be um, a picture of Werewolf by Night. It could be. I remember we just were just mentioning Anubis and this this uh, figure that Moon Knight's beating up on the ground is kind of Anubis looking. Um, if you if there was a different frame, I. That, that I captured, like you see his face a little bit more. It's kind of a very long snout, so that's very much uh, in line with an Anubis type of look. But it could be Wormel by Night as well. I mean, the skin tone is something more of that brownish color. Um, I don't. We don't know yet. We didn't get a great look. And then Marvel hasn't said anything. So could it be? It could not be. And why is that important? Is really more of the question because Werewolf by Night is a character that had a Marvel comic book. He was a hero, and Moon Knight made his first appearance in Marvel Comics in a Werewolf by Night. That is the comic right there on the screen. That his uh, Moon Knight's first appearance. And uh, as we alluded to a little bit earlier, Moon Knight was the villain of this story. And Werewolf by Night was hero because it was his comic book. Uh, it was really meant to be a, a one-off type of thing where they just throw in a random villain character to fight 
werewolf by night and then that would have been it and they didn't have a whole lot of backstory and you, you said you just read that one recently salim right yeah so they do kind of talk about him being like a mercenary like he was a you know they talk about his um his in the in the armed forces like him him being a marine and he has all this background as a hired mercenary and all that different stuff um and he did just hire him and he's kind of like you know they just hire him to you know go after this this is this is a group that hires him to go after and get him essentially um and that's that's what he does he's gone after werewolf by night to um to bring him in essentially Mm -hmm. so later on we would see because of you know people because you know this is back when the 70s i believe when this comic came out right no internet message boards no twitter no things like that so the way they gauge a character's popularity was the the write-in column and you had to write in a letter and it took weeks or months before that even you know got feedback on mm -hmm. uh how people felt but over time they realized that people really liked the moon knight character and they brought him back to have future comics and expand upon his character and they switched him from being a villain to being more of a anti-hero slash hero character right. and his really? popularity took off random cool thing about this comic book um not related necessarily to storyline but i was reading it on the marvel's unlimited app and it's cool because they leave everything like you know like the little uh advertisements between pages like yeah. you know the old advertisement you can know it's you can mail in your offer and you can get this or they have different little side little comics just like as a like you know as like an interlude of the storyline it was really cool it's like man this is like so like super old school like a lot of these other comic books like when you read them um especially like all these other things they'll they'll remove those things just because they're trying to just make you have you read the comic itself like a lot of the digital uploads that is Wow. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying because like I, I'm, I was we're hearing you saying that because um, you you're doing the unlimited. I don't do unlimited, but I do own digital comics, um, like through uh, Comicsology. So I actually mm -hmm. own the the comic as opposed to the subscription. But there are no ads. Like just not right, right. And it's really through. cool. I I was reading this and I was like, oh, this is so cool. They have like the old school like little ads in the comic. Books. That's cool. Like, how to you know make kids want to have their parents buy them stuff <laughs> have you come across any combo man ads i have i don't remember maybe i i may have skipped through it because i was trying to read the comic <laughs> really quick i'll have to go back and see if if that was in there uh, i just this is my one of my like when i think about old comics from the 90s combo man is always like the first thing i think about nice you know what that is uh i do not i, I do not so you know what combos are the snack oh right right yeah oh okay okay so combos you know they're just advertising for combos but combo man was their like comic book uh character that was an amalgamation of every comic book character from marvel and dc uh, was it just marvel it might have been just marvel but it might have been dc too so we just have like silver surfer's feet and then uh cyclops is 
you know, just this part of Cyclops and then the Hulk here on the hair and then the jaw of Iron Man and then just the shoulder part for Doctor Strange and then just this chest of Wolverine. And it's just this combination of going all the way down to make this whole character. But it's just like made up of 10, 20 characters. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's funny. I was saying not to like it was just cool reading that. I was like, oh, man, this is like so old school. Like you're reading like the little you know, in between um, the ads and stuff that they have where you can do your mail-in offers and request things. But yeah, that's fun. All right, go ahead. And then uh, we have Ethan Hawke showing up in this series, and you got more information on that. Yeah, so Ethan Hawke plays a character named Arthur uh, Harrow. Um, So in the comics, in the the Marvel comics, uh, Dr. Harrow is not a big character. Um, he, he was, uh, in his, his like one appearance in, in the comics, he is a candidate like, uh, for like the Nobel prize in medicine. Uh, but his, his work is involved in conducting world war two Nazi experiments on people. Um, so he's like, yeah, he's not a good guy in the comics, that character at least. Um, and like he's disfigured. So he's trying to cure his own disfigurement. Uh, but like looking at obviously Ethan Hawke here um, in the trailer, I, I don't. I'm imagining they they've changed his character around a little bit and and made him into something else entirely. But it was interesting just that I know I, I noticed that like obviously MCU we've talked about plenty of times in the past. They they do their own thing and they do add their own flavor to characters. They may make characters uh, bigger than they were in the comics or add a different storyline about them that was not in the comics because obviously it's it's its own universe so yeah i just thought that was interesting that you know he's not based off of any big character part of the moon moon knight um series he's he's like a small character that you know not really somebody that um that that is worth remembering but they're obviously bringing him in in here yeah, Moon Knight does not have a very impressive rogues gallery. Uh, right. Pretty much no one is. I mean, none of that. There's not only, like, as I mentioned, Bushman. Uh, that's the only run of comic books that I've ran, uh, actually read of Moon Knight was that what I was describing. He cut off his, his face. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read those, and that was... Uh, I don't know, mid two thousands, something like that. Cause I, I don't remember. I think maybe it was Warren Ellis that wrote those. I'm not hundred percent sure. I just know David Finch was the artist because that was when David Finch was like hot and driving, dr- drawing everything at that time, like new Avengers. And then he jumped on the moon Knight, and everyone, that's why everyone was reading moon Knight. Um, but other than that, I have not read any moon Knight. So it was maybe like five, six issues under my belt of moon Knight. Super cool stuff. But, um, um, just not, not a whole lot drawing me there personally. And then his, his again, his rogues gallery of villains. Other than Bushman, I don't know any of his villains, and I don't know if any of them are even like at the level of being like a threat to the greater Marvel universe. Like I have no idea. So I would, I'd imagine as much as I know about Marvel and villains that they're probably small time or just not even that big of a deal. But that can all look a lot different when on Disney Plus and given the MCU treatment and glow up. So we'll see how that uh, how that changes. 
Right. And the other thing I'm interested in, not, not that it's been like, it's not like anyone has really talked about it as a complete rumor, but I wonder if they'll hint something about like Blade um, because it's there. They both have a lot of similar like supernatural backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, MCU is trying to uh, go bring that set of Marvel out. So it's interesting. Like, obviously, we saw him Blade uh, in the end of Eternals, you know, telling um, Black Knight um, to, you know, are you sure you want to uh, touch that or go there, Dr. Whitman or whatever he says to him? I can't remember the exact line. Uh, but yeah, that's it's a, that's that part is interesting. I think, like I said, there was a small rumor that he might be teased in the show. Like I don't know if he'll actually come up, but it'll be interesting. And then the other other thing I'm I'm curious about, like in this trailer, they have him, you know, fully suited up. I'm wondering if it's gonna be like the final episode. There, you know, like since since this is like an origin show. They'll do it it's like not, a Daredevil season one. Yeah, and in, in that sense, he's he's not he doesn't fully you know become Moon Knight until like episode like I'm they normally do what like six episodes so episode like six will be where he's like these two stills where he's beating the crap out of uh, either like maybe Werewolf by Night or whoever that is and then the him turning around and. Then the jumping and the uh, the buildings when he's jumping at night and from one building to the other, uh, that's that's interesting. I'm wondering if that's going to be like episode five or six or something like that that he turns mm-hmm. into the full Moon Knight, Moon Knight character. But yeah, that's uh, that that's Moon Knight. That's going to be a fun. I think it's going to be a really fun show. It looks like it's going to potentially be great. Just. Uh, Obviously, they didn't. They they went and got like you know really good actors, and looks like they've put you know good amount of work into the show. So I'm I'm excited about it, and you know whenever whenever there's new Marvel content or MCU content or even comic book content in general, I get hyped about it, and I get I get all in. I'm always all in on those things. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll 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 re- move on here now. Um, we obviously. A Hawkeye, we has been out for a while. We watched it. We've talked about it and and you know tidbits here and there just because it was connected to other things. So we wanted to bring it up. Um, but yeah, we have we have um, our full thoughts on the show. So what we'll do is first, I'll let uh, Carlich start off. Like, what did you think of the series overall? Like, how did you like? Uh, how, what MCU did with the Hawkeye, Hawkeye storyline and um, with Kate Bishop, their relationship and how um, pass, passing of the torch, if you will, and all that. Um, I enjoyed the show a lot. Um, I thought it was something that we needed for Hawkeye's character in general. Um, I was just thinking just the other day how, if if anyone doesn't realize it, Hawkeye Erasure is very present in not just you know uh, the movies and TV show, but just like in all things that have been since uh, the Avengers movie. Like they even not even that, just then because he, yeah, even including the Avengers movie because uh, he's been a a very core Avenger for a very 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 long time and uh, like very important 
Sure, he doesn't have powers. Sure, he doesn't have a bunch of you know gadgets, just shoots arrows and stuff. But he's had so much personality, such been such a great character, and such an important character to not just Black Widow, but just all of the Avengers. And uh, seeing his representation, honestly, I didn't really like it much in the Avengers movie. And then it wasn't until Age of Ultron that he felt like a, a character. And it gave him some backstory. And we get to see more of that uh, in the series, seeing his family, uh, seeing, his, especially since then, how much they've grown um, since Age Voltron, since uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame and, and so on. Uh, just getting that opportunity to really explore this character, uh, seeing the, the hearing aid, seeing the trick arrows, seeing uh the the backstory with his wife uh, just a little bit there uh getting into uh just even the the throwback to the avengers movie uh with kate basically being across the street and seeing his heroic jump off of the the building and and swinging into the the lower parts uh just retconning that in there was a great way to uh, introduce kate like yeah she's been a fangirl of him this entire time uh, and I really, really enjoyed um, Kate Bishop in the series in general. I thought she was just a great new character, super fun. Uh, the overall direction of the the series was great because it had a really good mix of, of comedy and action. Uh, I love that because uh, like all of these Disney Plus shows have been very different from each other, you know, between wandavision and winter soldier and and and, um loki and stuff yeah they all have their funny things but they are still approaching those comedy bits differently and they're approaching their actions uh, a lot differently and they all feel totally different from each other and i really like the the approach of the of of hawkeye um especially in particular how how kate like one of, one of my favorite things about it like early in the series uh when they were all tied up and uh one of the the tracksuit guys was talking about how he was having trouble with his girlfriend and you know she gives him advice on how to handle it and then right. at the end of the season that guy is like about to kill her and then it's like but you know what you really helped me out and then you just start like having this side conversation about uh his girlfriend again and it's like oh yeah that really worked out for you i'm glad it's good to hear like they're like catching up like they were old buddies and stuff and it's just like a really fun way to um uh, express kate's character as well as just how silly the tracksuits are um just uh, all of the different things and of course elena showing up uh the black widow connection um, overall, I thought she, her, uh, Yelena and Kate, that their, their chemistry was awesome. Uh, it was super fun. Um, I love to see more of them. So I hope that they interact more in the future in Avengers movies or whatever they plan on doing with them. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it was a really fun series and something very needed for Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, I agree. I completely agree with you. I thought it was a really good show. Um, they did a really good job as far as um, balancing the storyline, especially said with the humor and action, uh, developing more of his character, like the little things, like you mentioned, the earring aid. Um, 
you know, in the comics, that's something big part of who he is. Like he has a hearing aid um, and they never talk about it in the, in the, in that, you know, throughout this, that he's kind of, you know, lost his hearing and, and that's something that he deals with when he's on the field. Um, and that's something that's kind of that, you know, he has to work through. He's not somebody that, like, you know, like, I guess they kind of show that he doesn't know, like, like sign language and things like that. Really, he's, it's not, he knows it, but he's not, it's not like a strong suit for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the, uh, I really like them showing, like, you know, the, the cutoff scene um, when Kate Bishop's a little girl and she's, you know, she's, the first attack on New York happens in the middle. She's like dead set in the middle of it. Her parents and her her place, like the uh, their house that they live in or the tower that they live in, is dead center of where everything's happening. And the explosion happens, and then she goes outside where the her side of her building's like half blown up off, and she sees Hawkeye. That one scene when when he's battling the Shatari and he jumps off the roof. Um, and then he comes back and, you know, pulls the arrow. Um, they show that. And that's like, that's when she kind of becomes a huge, like you said, a huge fan of his. And it's, and then she explains why she became a huge fan of his because he was just, you know, he didn't have superpowers like the rest of the Avengers. But he saw, she saw how he in the, you know, biggest, most dangerous moment was able to still just, you know, hold his own and he didn't you know run away from the battle like he could easily run away he's he's a guy with a with a you know a bow and arrow what's he gonna do right Mm -hmm. um against all these like things um but yeah that was really cool and then i liked like the slowly character character development of other characters like echo obviously they're gonna dwell into her more with uh her own series she'll have uh, but yeah, they did. I, th- I thought that was really neat. They did a really good job with her, and then, um, yeah, and then obviously with them bringing back like Kingpin, which we'll get into. That huge, you and I both are huge Daredevil fans, as far as the not not only the comic but like the series, uh, the Marvel series on on Netflix that they had. So that's really exciting that they're potentially. Obviously, they we already know they're bringing back Charlie Cox and and Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, we'll see if they bring back um, all the other characters, uh, Deborah and Deborah Ann Wall, right? That's her. Mm, Deborah Ann Wall. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and then the uh, I forget his name, but he's from he's he's a child actor. He he was in the right. uh, uh, Mighty Mighty Duck movie. Yeah, well. I don't remember his name, but he played Foggy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Foggy, Foggy Nelson, um, and then all the stuff like that. So it'll be interesting if they bring all those guys back. I hope they do, but yeah. And you know, just like it's little things, I, as you know, I was watching the show. I, I, I watched it a couple. I watched it twice, so I watched it once, and then I re- went back and rewatched it, just because I like to see if I, there's anything that I'll miss. And doing research on it just to confirm like some of the things that I noticed when I'm going back, and a couple of Easter eggs that I did want to point out on in regards to the show. So when we first meet. Kate, like as a as an adult or a twenty two year old, I guess yeah, that's an adult. Um, she's you know doing that little thing where she's trying to knock down the bell uh, by hitting it with her bow and arrow. Um, it was kind of cool that uh, they had a throwback to Iron Man, the first Iron Man, the the bad guy in there 
uh, uh, Obadiah Stain. Uh, mm-hmm. The tower is named after him, Stain Tower. So all if you throw on that picture, so that's the first picture, and then the second one, that's the tower. Sorry, that she's trying to bell on the top that she's trying to knock down, and then the second picture with showing Stain Tower. It was interesting, like. If you remember back to Iron Man 1, it makes sense why they have this thing that's named after him there because um, the S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of did a cover-up. So no one knows that guy, what he did, right? Like Obadiah, they don't know that he um, was a, you know, the general public, I should say, doesn't know that he was, uh, he did some, you know, corrupt stuff and he tried to have so in uh, Iron Man or Tony Stark killed and all that stuff. So it was interesting. It was a nice little throwback that they just brought that up um, in in the show. And then the next one, it was interesting here for me because he is, they, they kind of made a twist on his character. It was in the comics is uh, Jacques. Uh, is it Duquans? Jacques? Jacques yeah. Is it Jacques? Yeah. Okay, Jacques mm-hmm. Duquans. Uh, the secret identity of of the uh, he's a, he's a villain in the comics books named the Swordsman. Um, so in this comics, he's a he's like a former mentor of a Hawkeye uh, who lit, who uses his sword fighting skills for like criminal activities. He does later become a superhero and and a part of the Avengers. But like I said, the, like the way he starts out in the comics, he has a he's he's a connection to Hawkeye, not connection to Kate Bishop. So that's that's interesting that you know they went that route. Um, one of the things, another thing I noticed is remember uh, there's a connection here with Spider-Man No Way Home and and um, Hawkeye of uh, the show as well. When the ne- the next clip where you you see um, Yelena wants to go visit New York and she talks about uh, you know Natasha's death and all that stuff and she brings up how she wants to maybe go visit the new and improved Statue of Liberty. At that moment, we're confused. What the hell are you talking about? Like, it's like, what, what is she talking about? You know, but in when Spider-Man No Way Home, we find out, you know, they added that big cap shield to uh, the Statue of Liberty. So that was kind of neat, you know, and that's what she kind of meant in that regards. Um, th- that was pretty cool to see there. Um, and then finally getting into the Kingpin, I, I, I liked, they did a little uh, twist on who the Kingpin is in here a little bit like as far as his um he's a little bit more colorful outfitted and it's directly actually from the comic book um in one of the comic books the the comic book that he wears this is actually a spider-man comic book um that he wears that in and um he um although oh yeah so if you go i'll go back to the last clip or picture yeah so that that's from a uh Spider-Man comic book called the Fam, uh, Spider-Man called Family Business. Um, it's pretty decently new. It's I think it's like 2014. I want to say that that came out. But yeah, that's that outfit is directly from that. But it was interesting that you know he had it in in this show. Um, and then lastly, the uh, Echo shooting Kingpin. And again, that's also straight from the comics as well. Uh, so they show her, you know, in the end, having the gun pointed at him. And then he shoots her, or he she shoots him, um, and it, it's a big gap. There's a big question mark. You know what may have happened to him? He does. I mean, he's not going to be dead. 
in the comics, you know, that he doesn't die. He just he goes blind from it essentially. Um, but it'll be interesting to see it, what damage they show in here. I'm, I'm guessing they just wanted to keep it to uh, to the comic book and make it sense. I, I'm guessing he's going to be back in Echo, and obviously the rumors are that you know the Daredevil cast uh, might be part of Echo as well, uh, because again, there's a lot of connection with Echo and Daredevil. Right. Yeah, Echo has a a, a pretty strong history with the Daredevil character and, and Kingpin, and um, hopefully we'll see that within the next year or so. Because um, they haven't, as far as I know, they haven't started shooting it, but maybe um, they should be working on that soon. Because uh, our next series again is is Moon Knight, so. Um, but we definitely will see more Kingpin after everything. And that final episode that he took, he got uh, shot by an arrow straight in the chest with, by Kate Bishop. It didn't plowed by a car into a building through a wall. And then, uh, got another explosive arrow, uh, on that and then get shot and presumably in the face. I think he, probably will be okay so uh, <laughs> just based on all of that and then just the fact that um bringing in vincent d'onofrio specifically for this netflix uh crossover there's no way they would kill him off after appearing in one episode and never use him again uh, yeah that'll so, be that'll be like yeah. that that is just not gonna happen he's too like good of an actor to just come in for one episode and and do that and then just let him never come back they they brought him back for a reason and he's gonna be we'll see like how much he's gonna be part of mcu going forward like maybe just the echo series i'm kind of hoping that he'll be in spider-man somehow i would love to see that yeah that i would love to see like just like him like them them going back to a lot of like the neighborhood like him fighting a lot of like the um, mafias and stuff like that on like the magia uh hammerhead maybe the enforcers stuff like that. That'd be kind of cool. Like, I think mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Cause they haven't done anything like that in any of the other Spider-Man movies. They've all had them fight like obviously superheroes and you can obviously introduce other, you know, elements uh, that eventually go into that aspect. Cause obviously they have the symbiote somewhere running around who knows um, who knows what will happen in that regards. But yeah, it'd be kind of cool if they kind of did stuff like that, where he's just fighting, like, you know, protecting the neighborhood from these gangs and as opposed to doing like the major stuff right away again. Um, that'd be cool. I think, um, in my opinion, right. and, um, there... and there would be an, uh, even a good way to introduce Scorpion. Cause, uh, you know, it was in the comics. It was J Jonah Jameson that, that was responsible yeah, for correct. making Scorpion. Right. But in, in this case, since he doesn't one, since Jameson doesn't, well, he still hates Spider-Man, but, He's still kind of relatively new to the MCU, and who knows what kind of resources this new Jameson has. But shoehorning in Kingpin as I have a spider problem, I want you to deal with it, and then creating the scorpion to kill the spider would be uh, at least it's acceptable to me to to go in that direction and have him like. Spider-Man dealing with gangs and stuff like that. Kingpin notices this issue. He's busting all of his, uh, all of his, uh, you know, stuff, and he's not making any money. Then he creates the Scorpion, and then they fight, and boom, there you go. There's Spider-Man Four. Uh, Marvel hire me. 
but yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, th- this Spider-Man four and then save the symbiote for Spider-Man five or something like that. Right. But, right. You, know, you can, don't you need can to do get it right away. It. Right. Exactly. Get. I, I want to see him in his regular, um, uh, Spider-Man costume. I want to mm-hmm. see a whole movie of him being regular, uh, average Joe hard hat Spider-Man. I want him. Mm-hmm. I want to see at least one movie like that with in, in the MCU that I should say. Uh, but before we wrap up here, uh, David uh, had a question for us. He says, "Do you guys think Marvel will introduce Adam War- Warlock? I keep hearing he is a very powerful character. Uh, so yes, they will. Um, they they plan on it. If you, I don't know if David, if you watched." uh guardians of the galaxy 2 um i don't i don't i don't want to if i want to spoil it but there there's a t there's hints in there i don't want to tell when that and what exactly it is i don't want i don't want to spoil that for you david if you haven't seen it yet maybe you want to go watch it well it's already uh, been but, cast so like that's not well, a spoiler. i guess well i mean well how no, we already it covered it happened. too on this show on, on here too well, it's maybe spoiler, Dave, yeah. David didn't yeah. notice that all. Then I mean, I just, it's, yeah, but he is going to be in in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, he's he's appearing. Uh, he is a very strong character. Um, that's funny you mentioned that. So we've talked about this in the past, but he in the comics he's the one who has the Soul Stone. Um, in his uh, instead of Vision having this uh, the the stone. Um, in his uh, head or whatever, not the soul stone. Sorry, the this soul stone is that this is soul stone. Or for for warlock, yeah. For vision, well, maybe he for had the, the mind stone. The mind stone, yeah. So yeah. essentially, the the role that vision plays in in Infinity War is technically like it's supposed to be Adam Warlock, essentially, in in, in a sense, not exactly, yeah, uh, but loosely. But like I said, he is supposed to be, he's a big, actually, it's funny because Adam Warlock is a big part of the uh, Infinity Gauntlet. He's the one who, like, orchestrates the attack against um, uh, uh, Thanos uh, to try to uh, beat, you know, take the the gauntlet away from him essentially so but yeah he he is going to be and yeah david you're right there is a post credit scene where um they they do like a teaser where they said i'm going to call him adam um because he's making him or whatever but yeah they did cast uh they did cast him i forget his name to the actor's name but he Will he looks like he Walter, i believe yeah Right, I think he was in uh, "We're the Millers," right? That one movie with uh, Sadekis. I think that's the movie called "We're the Millers" or something like I that. I don't know. I don't remember. I can't remember the name. It's like Jennifer Aniston, um, uh, Jason Sadekis, and someone else. I can't remember. But yeah, it's uh, it should be uh, it should be it should be interesting uh, what they do with uh, Adam Warlock because, like I say, you're you're 100 right. He's a very strong character and. There is uh, definitely a lot of stuff they can do with him going forward, and he can. I'm, I'm assuming because obviously, um, what's his name? Uh, David Batista does not want to be in the MCU anymore. Drax will be gone, so I'm assuming you know they'll replace Guardians to different characters, and obviously Warlock will probably join Guardians of the Galaxy if they do a fourth movie. Who knows? Uh, if they probably just do like a Disney Plus thing, or just have him being part of different. Uh, just do a, a, a Adam Warlock movie on his own. Maybe they do something like that because he is a popular enough character amongst at least comic book readers 
that they could probably do a Adam Warlock movie and and do well with it, I would think. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, but that's pretty much a wrap for today's uh, episode. Did you have any final thoughts, Carl? Yeah, actually, while we're talking about Disney Plus and and Guardians and stuff. And a little bit of going back uh, to Werewolf by Night. So they actually are going to have a Disney Plus special uh, this year on Halloween with Werewolf by Night. So most likely he is going to be in this show for Moon Knight. Whether or not that's him getting beat up on the floor, we don't know. But he is going to be having his uh, 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 Halloween special on Disney Plus this year, 2022. Uh, so we will see Werewolf by Night for sure, whether or not in this series or the next. And then there is another Disney Plus special uh, for the holiday season, 2022, so around Christmas, that will be featuring Groot of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So we will see a Christmas special with uh, Groot. And that will right. be a direct segue into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as well. So whether or not Warlock shows up in that, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be just Groot and no one else. Uh, but it will be a, a segue to Guardians 3, which should be coming out in 2023. Um, other than that, what else is coming? we got Doctor Strange coming in May. And who knows about Black Panther April. at this point? At uh, April will be uh, if they don't postpone it again, it will be uh, Mor- Morbius. <laughs> yeah, Morbius. That's right. And then uh, Black Panther is still supposed to come out in the summer, but we'll see because they kind of got a lot of things going on there. And um, yeah, it's just been mostly rumors too. It's not been anything like like oh, this for sure. There's problems, and we might have to change things. Well, there's the only nothing... real, there's been the problem of they haven't they haven't filmed in, uh, with Letitia Wright in five months. They should just started filming again because she had an onset oh, okay. injury, so she just right. came back f- from right. that injury, and then the rest of the stuff is just rumors. But um, so I don't know if they're going to make that uh, that release date over the summer, or maybe they push it back a little bit more. Uh, but then uh, Thor, the next Thor movie is coming as well this year um love and thunder and i think that's it all Just, right uh, i think it's black black panther thor doctor strange and morbius yeah for marvel and then the batman comes out in march as well batman comes out in march and aquaman might be coming out later this year i'm not 100 percent sure um the next aquaman movie and then uh whatever they're doing with batgirl um uh, which I, I we could have put we could have talked about a little bit today. Maybe we'll talk about it next week because they did show her costume uh, for this uh, Batgirl movie that's coming out soon. Um, I guess they're they're filming it now, possibly. But uh, I think that's it. You got anything else you want to bring up? Uh, not really. Yeah, that's about it. I think uh, you mentioned Aquaman. That's supposed to be December uh, twenty twenty two. Okay. So that's end of the year. That's when it's supposed to come out. Um, and I don't think they've changed that at all. That I don't I don't believe they've changed anything in that regards. Oh, isn't um, Black Adam coming this year too? Is I think it? that's I, I think that I think that's what I was uh yeah, you look, go ahead and look it up. I think that's what I was thinking about that was missing. Black Adam on 
July, yeah, July 2022. So yeah, in seven yeah. months or uh, six months, it will be out. Yeah, that's a summer. That's a summer blockbuster. Hell, so, we'll probably yeah, see like... a uh, Super Bowl trailer for that. Yeah, I maybe. I wouldn't be surprised because that's a definitely an audience you want to try to capture. If it's only going to come out five months later, they should have a trailer by now. Right, right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. There's a lot of there's always comic book stuff coming out, and I know a lot of people get angry about it, but I don't because I love comic books. So <laughs> I'll I'll watch everything comic book related. It's rather. a culture now. So yeah, that's it's totally like I said, that's all I watch. I don't I don't watch anything else. So there's enough <laughs> content out there that I can just watch con comic book stuff only and and not have to worry about anything else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yep, that's a wrap for today's episode. Obviously, please check out any previous episode that you may have missed on the Barroom Network. You can check out on the YouTube channel. We have uh, various shows that we've done, um, especially if there's things that visuals that you may miss. It, it's helpful instead of just listening to on the podcast side. But obviously, if you can't watch, watch us on YouTube, uh, um, you can find us on our podcast platforms, minor and a major and minor podcast podcast platforms and check out all our other shows that uh, we do covering Chicago sports. I know recently the crosstown uh, um, with Vinny, um, uh, he had a uh, interview with Liam Hendricks. That was pretty cool. So uh, he that should be uh, that should be a fun show that you guys should definitely check out. And yeah, that's that's a wrap. So for Salim Sutterala and for Carl Ames, uh, thank you for tuning in. You guys have a great night. All right, see you guys later.